Hi guys, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast story, in fact, for this, the, uh, oh, where are we now? 3rd of April, 2011. Something happens on the 3rd of April. Oh shit, it's Dan's birthday. Ah yeah, forgot that. Right, it is, in fact, the 3rd of April, and uh, what did Dan get for his birthday? He got a keyboard, and he got a gaming mouse, and he got a couple of other things, but he's saving up for an Alienware machine, something, you know, a real sort of kick-ass. So um, he's uh, he's not spent a great deal of his money yet and that's that's a good thing so <laughs> so he's going to save up and buy the best alien where he can anyway so you know anyway it is dan's birthday and that means that tonight as promised i'm going to do a live minecraft Ustream so that he can uh, kind of get on the fringes of that and see what we're doing how we're doing it and have a bit of a play in there himself so he does like his minecraft i mean he got me into it really i couldn't stand minecraft until you know dan uh, was playing it to death literally and said look you know so much fuss about it you ought to get into this and uh, well he didn't say like that he went oh dad oh dad you're so lame everybody play minecraft except for you what is your problem so i kind of had to really so <laughs> okay well um i tell you before i start though i would um this story by the way is going to be something of a different story because it doesn't involve the police although it very nearly did <laughs> But, um, well, it kind of involves them, but not through anything I've done. But um, anyway, I, I, was, I put a video out there the other day saying, look, guys, um, I've done my metrics. I've done my analysis of um, basically, you know, what is working on YouTube, what isn't working on YouTube, what's good on Machinima, what's bad on Machinima. So anyway, I did my metrics, did all my analysis on that, and I ended up with this uh, incredible uh, statistic that kind of jumped out and punched me straight in the head. And it was that, uh, without going all into it again, it was that um, people from America don't watch uh, videos on my own channel. And I thought, wow, that is just, that's an amazing st statistic. I mean, when you look at the uh, respawn ones, it's kind of 50-50, you know, you've got, um, uh, you've got, you know, America and the rest of Europe, and it's kind of 50-50. But you take my channel vids, and they're just not watched. They're just absolutely not watched by people in the States. And the, yeah, there are the odd one or two, and I, I put the question out there, and a lot of people came back to me, and you know, thanks very much. Now, if I didn't respond to you, I am sorry, but trust me, I read everything that you emailed me, and uh, you are right. Everybody, practically everybody, came back with the same theme. Because, Ken, you're being a miserable fuck. Stop being such a miserable fuck. You know, you're meant to be out there having fun and playing the game and having a laugh. And all you do is moan. So, right, okay. Sat there, thought about it, spoke to Dan, spoke to Heather, said, what do you think? And they went, they're right. They're right. And you kind of, I, I do. Right? I, mean, I know you're the grumpy guy, but... I do. I do moan about things that I don't like, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, why is beer always too warm in this country? You can never get a beer cold enough. And yet you go to Spain and there are fantastically cold beers. Why is it in um, this country our showers are really shit water pressure? And yet you go to a semi-third world country like Feveraki or wherever it is and, uh, you know, some island on the borders of Greece and their showers are absolutely brilliant so I do moan a lot and I've got to I've got to stop moaning 
All right. So I am going to point this out to you now, and I am going to adjust my ways. I'm going to stop moaning in my videos, and I think the only video uh, where I may have made any sort of moaning in is the next crisis video, which is going up on respawn next week. So anyway, so I'm going to stop moaning. All right. It's going to be happy smiley from now on. So America, come back and subscribe, please. Don't leave me on my own here. Right, okay. Um, now, this story. Oh, God, where did this come from? Right, a friend of mine... <laughs> a friend of mine may have pointed this out, and uh, if you're listening, I'm only going to tell the clean version. <laughs> I would very much like to tell you the other version, but I'm now a married man, so I'm going to tell you the clean version. Right. So anyway, we, uh, God, think back. When was it? And this, this, I promise you, this is true. All right, I promise you, this is true. This is not one of those. Guess if it's true or not. This happened, um, and it's it's as good as I can remember it. But uh, that's about all I can tell you. But right, okay. So, um, oh God, where to start? It probably, it probably was when I was. 17 maybe going on 18 so you are talking 25 years ago plus and you know at, at that sort of age you know it's um kind of an age where your your hormones are kind of running right and there's a lot of stuff going on you know and everything is exciting about the world oh a bra you know oh i've seen her bra you know and and it's <laughs> you know and you get you get like ridiculously timed hard-ons for instance you know I as, a, as an aside story uh during my exams when I left school uh my trousers are broke my zipper broke on my trousers and I'm sat in the exam room right and there must have been 500 kids in this exam room in the big hall and uh my my mum had absolutely refused to buy me a new set of school trousers you know because I'd only got a few more weeks to go you know doing what with bloody safety pins or something right okay so anyway I'm sat there in my exams and I've finished and I started daydreaming about the, one of the teachers who was walking up and down the rows and I got the most embarrassing hard on I can ever imagine and I put my hand up and said leave the room please <laughs> the teacher went no you can't and then she saw I got my hand over my dick <laughs> said, what are you doing down there I said I've got a boner miss <laughs> oh right okay okay on with the story right um, so the embarrassing boner that was <laughs> a little snippet of a story within a story so anyway when you're that age when you're kind of 17 you're 18 I hung around with the, uh, two guys and we did a lot of stuff together. Um, we went drinking beer for the first time together. We went to parties together. We, you know, we thought we were just so cool, you know. And uh, like it was, it, it was the eighties, man. It was the eighties. Everybody's listening to Duran Duran and um, uh, Pet Shop Boys and all these sort of people. And it, it's just, you know, and Japan and really like amazing bands like that. Uh, now I know that's really lame, you know. A lot of, I mean, if Dan was in the room now, he'd go, "Oh, shut up, Dad! You're so embarrassing." But I'm sorry, Dan. I did listen to '80s music because I lived through the '80s, and the '80s were a fantastic time of of life. Really, um, I had one of those uh, massive quiff 
um, hairdos, you know, where you hold it with a whole can of hairspray. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, no, it was, it was kind of like the guys, if you ever see an 80s flick, you're kind of, you know, and it's all a bit Don Johnson and it's, you know, Miami Vice and, you know, Axel Foley. And anyway, um, we're, we're all there, right? And we're all into it. And, uh, we probably look like Burks. I don't know. Uh, we wore Grandad shirts. That's shirts without collars. Uh, they would be white. Your jeans would be absolutely sublime, and you would wear a very, very expensive pair of trainers. You know that that just never left. I mean, expensive trainers have been around for God knows how long. So anyway, we we three of us thought we were the dogs bollocks, and we hear about this party right from a mate of a mate. I said, you got on this party? Oh, I don't know. Uh, where is it? It's in Birmingham. Oh, right, Birmingham. Oh, okay, I don't know, really. And uh, we were kind of, you know, deciding whether or not, you know, is it worth going all the way to Birmingham? And one of my mates had a car, and we thought, well, we could go in your car. But, you know, if we do that, then you can't have a drink. And, you know, it's Birmingham. And, you know, where are we going to be leaving this car? I'm not really, yeah. So, anyway, what we decided to do was go on the train. And uh, we we thought, actually, right, if we go on the train, we're going to meet somebody there who's from Coventry. So maybe we get a lift back with them. And worst case scenario is that we get into the city centre of Birmingham and we get the last bus out of Birmingham to Coventry, which was at 12.45. OK, so if we've bummed out and we can't, you know, if we haven't pulled, we're not staying the night. Um, <laughs> And we haven't uh, we haven't found anyone who's got a car. Then we'll get the last bus. We're just going to get into the centre and get the last bus. So anyway, we decide to go off to this party. So um, three of us on the train, all dressed in our finery, looking, you know, the business and singing "Girls on Film." Two minutes later, "Girls on Film." You know, and we we absolutely thought we were the dogs' bollocks. I mean, you know, if we'd have had Walkmans, we'd have worn them. All right. <laughs> That's the day when people listen to Walkmans. Right. So um, we're on the train. We get off at uh, Central in Birmingham and we have a little walk and we have another little walk. And then we find a taxi rank because we think we've, we're lost. And we ask the taxi driver, where is it? Is it, you know, near? And he went, no, mate, you guys have been walking the wrong way. And we went, okay, we're getting in your taxi, basically. So he dropped us at the door and we stood, you know, classic pose, you know, stood at the door. Music is blaring out of this house. Now, the house was, it wasn't uh, wasn't the poshest house I'd ever seen. It kind of looked like it was a bit dilapidated, to be honest. And it, we were kind of wondering whose it was and... <laughs> Who lives like this? But, yeah, it had a broken window. It had a boarded-up window. The carpet was a shithole. You know, everything about this place was just crap. And anyway, we we kind of all went in. And, um, you know, th there was nobody standing at the door. We didn't have to ring a bell. Doors just open. There's loads of people swanning around in a the garden. There's a couple snogging on the lawn, you know. And the, it's this sort of party. And, you know, I've got a um, bottle in my hand. And so are the other guys. We've all brought something, you know. And um, we're all kind of, you know, uh, taking it into the fridge, you know, and people are going, oh, hi, man, how you doing, how you doing? And there just seemed to be this overwhelming number of birds in there, you know, compared to the, like, the man-to-women ratio in that place was immensely good in our favour. And we're looking at each other going, Christ, what is this? <laughs> have we, have we gate-crashed a lesbian party or what? 
So anyway, but a couple of these girls who were pissed, by the way, as as was everyone else, started talking to us. Now, oh hi, you know, and uh, we said, "Gosh, you know, where are you lot from? Then where are you lot from?" I said, "Oh, we're from uh, university. We're all doing um like we're the." Uh, basically the whole form of a psychology and something else course so they were all like very kind of posh-ish girls and they were all really well suited you know they were absolutely looking the business so anyway and there are very few blokes in there and uh you know we were the best dressed people in there i thought well of course we were and we all kind of, you know, chatting away and we went into the lounge, you know, and I've got a beer and, you know, my mate's got a beer and my other mate's got a beer and, you know, there was a sofa free, all right? So the three of us sat on this sofa and now I didn't want to look like a pleb, right? Sat on the sofa with two blokes? Pfft, nah. So I sat on the arm of the sofa and just kind of laid back a little bit, trying to look the bizzo, trying to look cool. Now, I thought we were doing a pretty good job, to be honest. <laughs> Anyway, we're chatting away. Um, I've got a girl stood with me. I'm chatting to her and her sister, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, <laughs> you've got to edge your bets, haven't you? Uh, my mate was chatting to someone else, and then this other bird, who was totally pissed, was sat on the, on the lap of the guy who was in the middle of the sofa. So we're all kind of chatting away. And uh, we're talking about, you know, well... Uh, we we got to get back, to, you know, to Coventry tonight unless we can get a place to crash. And uh, she went, oh, oh, hold on a minute. And she's whispered something to, or one of them whispered something to another one, and the other one whispered something to the sisters. And then they all went off giggling into the kitchen. They said, oh, we're back in a minute, back in a minute. They off, they all went off giggling in the kitchen, and we thought. Right, okay, what they're going to do is they're going to try and decide between them whether or not we can go and stay at their place tonight. That's what's going on. Um, so, you know, that's why they've had this little conflap. So, right, okay. Just at that point, a girl came in carrying um, two drinks in her hand, tripped straight over the carpet and absolutely fucking soaked us. I mean, seriously, it was... She had two full pints of beer. One of them completely went over me. One of them over the guy in the, in, in the middle. And the guy that was on the other end, he kind of got the residue of it. But whichever way you look at it, we were soaked. Absolutely soaked. I mean, my jeans looked like I'd pissed myself. And, oh, God's sake. And I thought, oh, stale beer, for Christ's sake. Oh, I'm sorry, dippy bitch. Anyway, um, we all kind of stood up and went, oh, what the fuck? And one of the girls grabbed us and went, oh, don't worry, don't worry, come with me, come with me. <coughs> and she took us upstairs. So anyway, we, we went upstairs and she went, right, okay, um, guys, there is a tumble dryer downstairs, or there is a dryer, anyway, downstairs. You whip those off. I'll go and whop them in there. 20 minutes, they'll be dry. In the meantime, if you don't mind, like the girls will come up and bring some drinks up, you know, and we'll like bring the party up here for a little while while, you know, your clothes are drying. Won't let anyone else in. I'm um, so yeah, you know, we're men of the world. I'm bothered about that. I'll whip, I'll whip my jeans off and uh, whip my jeans off, whip my shirt off, um, socks, pants and trainers, basically, I was left with. And so did the other guys. One of the girls grabbed these together, went downstairs, and the other girls came up bringing some drinks, and they were really genuine about it, you know, saying, oh, you know, this is oh, so embarrassing, I'm really sorry this happened to you guys. 
I went, ah, oh, you know, it's all right, it's all right, I'm, you know, I ain't really bothered. And, uh, you know, we started to do the odd bit of snogging and kissing and, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, playing going on and these girls agreed we could go back to their place. So we're all like, way, way up for this anyway. And uh, then one of my mates, which is the reason I brought up that school thing earlier on, uh, very obviously couldn't control himself. <laughs> he got the most obvious boner and he couldn't hide it. He was only wearing his pants. <laughs> so he went, excuse me, and he went off into the bathroom. Anyway, one of the girls who didn't notice, I mean, we knew what was going on. A couple of the girls that we were talking to knew what was going on, but the girl he was with didn't know what was going on. And she said, what's going on, what's going on? He said, well, he might need a hand. You better go and follow him into the bathroom. <laughs> and she was saying, is he not well? He said, no, he's all right. He's just got a bit of an affliction. <laughs> anyway, she went off into the bathroom with him, right? So, uh, so anyway, we're, we're chatting away and the, we, we must have been there for 10, 15 minutes and uh, said to the girls, can you go and check the clothes and like, see if they're ready now? Because, <laughs> you know, if they are, we'll get out of here. Because like, it, was, it was closing on about maybe half one in the morning. So anyway, we went, uh, we, she opened the door and I tell you, the minute she opened the door, it hit us. The, uh, she opened the bedroom door and it hit us. The smell of weed. Weed, ganja, whatever you want to call it, black, whatever. It was like the most acrid smell of cannabis ever. I mean, it stank. And I could only imagine like that half the 50 or 100 people downstairs had sparked up because it really, really was acrid smoke. Anyway, um, we were kind of like, fucking hell, man. Oh, girls, just get the clothes. We'll get out of here. And then the next thing we heard was all hell breaking loose. It was just, it was just like Armageddon. You know, it it was incredible. The front door uh, just came bashed in. It got bashed in. We heard that go. That got whopped completely off its hinges, although I'm pretty sure it was still open. So I don't know why that had to happen. And then we heard those magic words. Stay where you are, police. And I looked at my mate and he looked at me and we both went, fuck. This is like a house full of ganja and God knows what else. And here we are upstairs with like each other in our pants. And that like the coppers are going to come upstairs and think we're a pair of benders for a start. I mean, the girls had gone downstairs my mate, my other mate was in the toilet. He's, he's honestly, the cops are going to come in and laugh themselves to shit out here. And I, I just, no way could I have that. I'm no way am I going to court saying a cop for when a copper says, oh, uh, um, yes, I found these two in the bedroom just in their underpants together. And uh, no, no, it weren't going to happen. It weren't going to happen. So anyway, we, we had a look out the, uh, out the bedroom door and uh police were running up the stairs there was blue hats everywhere um there were truncheons out because that's what they used at that time and there was just all pandemonium that i could hear glass breaking and you know all sorts of shit going on i the, the music that was playing obviously somebody had kicked that because i mean that made an awful screech and uh 
anyway I, the only thing I could think of doing was to lock the door and um, unfortunately this door did have a lock on it so I shut the door and locked it and then it's like on the door open up please open up and we, we were just looking at each other didn't know what the fuck to do anyway my mate had the presence of mind to look out the window and out the window directly underneath it was an extension to the house that had been built over the kitchen and if you got on top of this extension you could jump the fence into next doors right now once we got into next door everyone's running to the back of this garden the police won't think to go into next door's garden they'll just follow all these guys out the back so what we did was we picked our moment moment we got out the window and just got onto this extension walked over a bit jumped the fence into the neighbor's garden and then we just stayed absolutely quiet now the plan at this stage was as follows we wait for the heat to die down <laughs> oh god and uh, when the heat's died down we go and find this tumble dryer and retrieve our clothes assuming that the girls haven't already got them or they're probably going to be in the house somewhere because nobody's going to think to run off with our clothes while the police are doing their bits and pieces all over the place now while we are clambering in the bushes of their next door neighbor's house and we were clambering in the bushes because it was a lovely lawn and we didn't really want to be seen by anybody so we were trying to stay out of sight we started to hear dogs the obviously police dogs and they were i don't know how many of them there were but god they made a hell of a noise barking their bloody heads off and we were then shitting ourselves we were going to get discovered by the police dogs anyway look we waited there for an hour freezing our bollocks off we had no coats we had no we it's easier to say what we did have pants okay or in my mate's case at least he had boxer shorts um i had my sexiest luckiest pants on we both had socks and we both had trainers and that was it oh yeah i had a watch <laughs> Fuck. right so anyway we waited there for an hour and true enough the police went and the owners of the house came back uh or the owners of the house turned up but the owners of the house as far as we could see were some asian guy and his wife and what looked to be his son maybe that don't i don't think there was anybody at the party that was matching that description so i kind of think we were maybe using this house under false pretenses i think this house either had either just been bought or had just been sold or it might have been a death in the family and they were selling anyway this house was unoccupied and i think these guys were the key holders and what did they do they locked it all up and fucked off <laughs> oh, right so we're now left with a dilemma about breaking windows breaking into the house or doing whatever whatever but uh we went to the back door and uh we kind of were looking you know see how thick the back door was and i thought well if uh, you know give this a bit of welly it's gonna go so we'll do it as quietly as possible all of a sudden <laughs> came running to us from inside the house he'd only left his fucking dog in there oh no 
<laughs> and it didn't look happy. It really didn't look happy. <laughs> so that w we gave up on the idea of ever getting a clothes bag. So what we did was we basically got into the street, tried to work out roughly where we were, because remember, we'd been taken there by taxi, so we weren't really paying attention as to where we were. But one of these girls did, sh did say that because um, we said, you know, when we all leave here together, is it, you know, what, you'll get a couple of taxis or what? And she said, no, it's within walking distance, only a couple of streets. So we were wondering if, like, if we went a couple of streets, or uh, maybe, I don't know what we were thinking, maybe we could hear music, uh, maybe we could hear screaming, I really don't know. And that one mate of ours, remember, who'd gone. Um, now, oh, Jesus, we, we kind of walked up and down for a little while some bloke walking his dog i think was um extremely uh say embarrassed i, I wouldn't have said embarrassed i would say perturbed would be the word to see me and my mate walking around in our pants in the middle of the night in birmingham anyway we then start to hatch a plan as to how we can get home how far is it from birmingham to coventry right okay it's i think it's about 15 miles something like that how long is it going to take us to walk 15 miles? Oh, shit, we can't walk 15 miles. And so what we decided to do was find a phone box. We got no money. We got nothing. It was all it was all in the house. I've got a wallet full of credit cards in there, which I left in the bloody bedroom. And for some unknown reason why I left my bloody wallet on the dressing table. Uh, so, oh, God. So they were going to know who we were anyway. And I'm like, oh, no. So anyway what we thought was just get, out of, get the fuck out of here I don't mind being Nick for being at the party but I'm not going to be found in my pants with another bloke right I ju I'm just not it's not going to happen so anyway we decided we'd find a phone box make a reverse charge call back to somebody we know get him out here in a car to come and get us right so we worked out who we knew that could do this and then we went searching for a phone box do you think we could find a fucking phone box we must have been an hour and a half looking for a phone box. And during that hour and a half, we kept seeing the odd police car and dived into bushes. So not only now were we naked, semi-naked, in our fucking pants around Birmingham, but we also had bloody marks all over us. And, you know, where the thorns in the bushes had ripped at our flesh. Oh, God. Is there any, is, has there ever been a worse situation in my entire life? Anyway, uh, we must have been... We were probably out there for about two hours. I'm guessing it was three o'clock. And eventually we just said, this is hopeless. I can't find a phone box. I can't find out where these girls are. We don't know where our mate is. We're in Birmingham and we're semi-naked. Shit. Next police car that comes along, we're just going to fucking stand here and let them nick us uh, we got to we got no choice we're gonna freeze out here so anyway we stood there sure enough it was a black mariah actually that came down the road a uh, black mariah is um oh, christ i don't know what's the american equivalent of a black mariah um it's like a police van it's where all the when the coppers go out hunting in packs on a saturday night for the drinkers and those breaking the lure uh they um 
tend to go in a Black Mariah, which is like a like big transit van type thing, a minivan, and uh, <laughs> they'll jump out of it, like 10 of them will jump out of it, and then they'll throw five of you in the back of it, you know, that sort of thing. So anyway, uh, this Black Mariah came down, and we could see, actually, the two officers, one in the driver's seat, one in the passenger seat, start to laugh. And the closer they got, the more the laughing became audible. And... Uh, more audible and more audible until they eventually stopped and got out the van they uh, didn't ask too many questions they just said are you two from the party I said yes I said right get in the van so we got in the van and they took us to the police station right in the middle of Birmingham and uh, didn't even give us a blanket I mean oh. we were then marched out of the van and into the custody suite at which point we were greeted by most of the party goers who were also in the custody suite waiting for uh, the booking sergeant to book them all in and of course then it started I mean we didn't know these guys from Adam oh my god What's, where did you two come from are you two the two guys that were in the bedroom <gasps> what you been doing you homos oh god I just knew this was going to get really, really ugly really, really quickly and that people would get to hear about this. Well, I can tell you that the way it kind of ended was this. The police very kindly bailed us and uh, <coughs> we later um, were cautioned. And uh, I can't remember what we were cautioned for, but we were cautioned. And we were released without charge because we didn't have any drugs on us because there wasn't anywhere to hide any. Not that we'd have had any anyway, but it was pretty obvious we didn't have any drugs on us unless we'd have stuck them up our arseholes. So, and that's somewhere they checked, by the way. So um, they, uh, <laughs> they basically let us go. And uh, some of the other guys at the party were nicked. The girls were just so embarrassed, absolutely so embarrassed. The, one of the coppers was kind enough to uh, return my wallet and my mate's wallet. My mate, who had been lost in the bathroom, by the way, was also um, <laughs> was also arrested, and he'd been arrested at the scene and charged with lewd behaviour. <laughs> And that's basically because when the copper kicked the door in of the bathroom, he was doing that bird that was in there. <laughs> so he got nicked. Uh, we got cautioned. I think he ended up with a £30 fine. We ended up with nothing. Uh, we ended up going home with a flea between our ears and uh, thoughts of, I hope nobody ever, ever speaks of this again. Ever. And, do you know, it probably was... Oh, about a year later before anybody ever mentioned that to me and said, uh, oh, I know you. You were the guy that was at that party in your pants. <laughs> I never got my clothes back. All right. That's one thing. I never got my clothes back. I never got my self-respect back. I never got my dignity back. And it was just a stupid, stupid thing to do. Even if you do get soaked and you're miles away from home, Never give up your trousers. It's not a good idea. Guys, this has been Ken. This has been the Ken Burton Show. And this has been The Wrong Trousers. I hope you all like this one. And as ever, I'll see you on the dark side. Cheers, guys. <laughs>